like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, S&M. Uh, S&M is... Uh, uh, one of those things that uh, it's actually two words, the sadism and masochism kind of put together. Uh, it's something that uh, Facebook community standards don't like you to write sadism or masochism or sadomasochism uh, <laughs> in the descriptions and things because uh, it, it kind of triggers them. But uh, uh, I like to do these videos here. And as you can see from the bottom of the screen, there is a parental advisory. This is mature content, but it is mature, but it's never graphic. And uh, today I'm trying to also cross post this video, also going live in uh, whips, chains, and duct tape. You can find that on uh, Facebook with the at sign WCDTBDSM. And you can also find me uh, at The Primal Piggy, all one word, at The Primal Piggy on Facebook. And so uh, I'm Primal Piggy. That's uh, the, the name that I like to go by on the internet. Uh, and I, uh, I do some, I stream some gaming. I pull tarot cards and I do this. I do BDSM education. And I've been going through like a foundational series. And we went through like the character traits of, uh, of doms and of submissives. And uh, then we talked uh, also a little bit about polyamory in the beginning. And then uh, we talked about different uh, power exchange relationships uh, and authority exchange relationships and then uh, power neutral relationships where there was no exchange. And so that was a really great video. And then uh, I wanted to talk a little bit today about the SM in BDSM. Um, it stands for sadism and masochism. I'm going to pull up my notes. You may see my skin turn a little bit different color with my notes kind of light me up here. And so uh, sadomasochism is a word from psychology used to describe sexual practices that are characterized by both sadism, that's with a D, sadism, and masochism. Uh, they're, you know, they're kind of some emotionally loaded terms because they... Outside of BDSM, uh, people generally think of a sadist or a masochist in negative terminology, uh, but they are, within BDSM, they are extremely positive. Um, they are uh, great outlets. They are great uh, roles. Uh, my, uh, in my relationship, I'm a sadist, and my sub is a masochist. And uh, she's also somewhat of a sadist as well. And then I, I kind of like to receive a little bit, um, kind of back. It's kind of a give and take. So I guess there could be somewhat of a spectrum, even though I really um, am more of a sadist. I, I get off by uh, giving pleasurable pain. I'll get into that in just a second. So um, actually, that's a good time to get into that. So um, a sadist within the context of BDSM 
like I said, is a very positive thing. It's a person who receives pleasure by giving others uh, pleasurable pain uh, or suffering. And so uh, you'll hear that word a lot today uh, in this video today, uh, pleasure, because it's all about pleasure. You know, a sadist receives pleasure by giving pleasurable pain, not by giving uh, pain that's not found pleasurable. And so, uh, you know, it may push the limit sometimes of your submissive uh, and, it, you know, in that very moment, uh, it, you know, there, you know, it may be a little bit of a gray area about how pleasurable it is uh, for the masochist, but ultimately they are submitting to the scene because they're um, they're also receiving pleasurable pain. And so that, let's that transition to that a masochist is a person who feels or receives uh, pleasure from receiving pleasurable pain. Um, it can include moderate to severe pain or suffering. And uh, uh, it's said that uh, uh, masochists, they enter into BDSM saying, ouch. But then when they leave a scene, they're going, ah. So, you know, they, there's a certain translation in their body where they receive the pain and translate it into pleasure. And so it takes somewhat of a special person to do that because everyone doesn't like pain. And now there's different types of pain as well. I think I can mention that right now. So there uh, are good pains and bad pains. Like a paper cut uh, would be considered by most people a bad kind of pain. Uh, but uh, knife play, if you cut with a knife, it may be within a scene may be good pain given the uh, the erotic nature of it and so or the sexual slash erotic nature uh, or the nature of the ds or ms relationship it may be something that uh, that may be pleasurable in that context and so you know a a broken bone is a bad kind of pain a headache is a, like a migraine headache is a bad kind of pain, but a spanking or paddling or some type of impact uh, or some type of like uh, situational bondage, uh, those types of things. So it's not always impact play. There are some types of pain that are outside of impact play, even though we often think about like spanking or paddling or caning flogging, we we think of those types of sensations, those types of scenes as the the kind of uh, uh, the outlet of sadomasochism. But if you are not, you may not be into impact play, and you can still participate in sadism and masochism uh, without the impact. Uh, there's, um, you know, obviously there's scratching and biting and needles and knives and all different things. Oh my. <laughs> but uh, you know, there are things, there are aspects of bondage where you're tying up that can be uh, uh, different types of suspensions and, and those types of things. And then there's also situational uh, bondage where you would, you know, attach something to uh, a part of the body where, um, uh, you know, like you're having to stay up on your tippy toes because if you 
drop your if you drop down onto your um, heels then it may pull a rope and pull a different part of your body causing some type of pleasurable pain and so somebody who would rig that up uh, or uh, you know tie up the person may be a sadist and the person that would be receiving that situational bondage uh, would be a masochist and so um, not always about impact play. There are other different kinds of, uh, obviously the sky's the limit, really anything that you are into or think you may be into. I, I actually, you know, suggest that you get creative because um, it's, like I said, it's not all about impact. There's, uh, of course, scratching and biting and different types of those things. But then there's also clamps, like something like nipple clamps can be a type of of um, sadomasochism that is not related to impact. It's related to a clamp. So a clamp, um, you know, of course, needles and knives and just all kinds of things. And so, um, you know, re giving and receiving sensations is really a sliding scale. Um, there are certain, um, you know, people sometimes are, are you know, uh, there's a sliding scale of interest. So um, you may be into some types of pain, but not into other types of pain. And so you may be into certain types of paddles and not into others. So like uh, my submissive will, um, <laughs> will safe word on a wooden spoon. There's something about a wooden spoon that she is not into. And so, but, um, you know, a wooden paddle, a big paddle, she may, you know, she may really enjoy something like that. And so there's certain, definitely a sliding scale. We're not a cookie cutter kind of people. We're not, we don't come out of a cookie cutter mold. And so um, there's different types of uh, sadists. And um, let me talk about a couple of them. Uh, there are sensory sadists. They derive pleasure from giving uh, sensations that are other than pain, like, um, like tickle torture, um, uh, this one says like uh, ice in certain parts of the body or figging. That would be like putting a piece of um, ginger in a certain, inserting it into a part of the body, uh, or like forced or uh, forced orgasms or denial of orgasms, uh, like edging, could be a sensory sadist. They, do, they so it's not always about. Um, all, not always about the type of typical pain that you think about. Sometimes it's about giving us like discomfort. And then a sensual, uh, uh, that was a sensory sadist. A sensual sadist enjoys giving sen sensations that are, um, can be in, you know, sexual or erotic. They, they can include pain, but um, they are also really considering the uh, the bottom or the submissive's pleasure, and uh, there's a certain type of. Um, sometimes it's not really a, a dom or a sub. Sometimes it's a top bottom situation, and um, there are service tops whose pleasure comes from uh, um, service tops. Sorry, that um, they're using S and M skills to please the other person while also engaging in acti an activity that they enjoy. And then sometimes the, uh, sometimes a top will just help a, uh, a friend or a new person to explore a new activity. So sometimes 
uh, topping is uh, just uh, giving somebody, um, allowing them to kind of dip their toes into maybe some impact play or some type of um, some type of sad sad sadomasochism that just kind of opens the door for them. So, like I said, this is a very uh, foundational look at at uh, at the S and M role. Uh, so I don't want to get too heavy into the psychology and all of that, but we do want people to be safe, sane, and consensual. And uh, um, let's look. There are uh, psychologists have four general classifications for sadists, uh, sexual sadists. That is, there's a uh, class one, two, three, and four. We only are concerned with the ones and the twos. And um, uh, we're not really concerned with the threes or the fours because we only talk about and describe nonviolent consensual BDSM. But like a three and a four, a class three and a four is a sadist who uh, does not get consent and either is involved with uh, an injury uh, that is not serious and, uh, or, and that would be a class three. So that would be like an assault or a battery, um, maybe a rape or something like that. And a class four, those are the types of people that uh, cause serious injury or death. And uh, those are sadists that, of course, non-consensual because you can't consent to death. <laughs> you shouldn't consent to death. And so we, like I said, uh, we those we're not considered. We're not thinking about threes and fours, but class ones. We'll talk about those. Um, those are people that are bothered by their sadistic fantasies and they don't act on them. And so um, we think that, you know, ultimately um, it would be a good idea to talk with a therapist or whatnot. If you if if that is you talk with a kink related therapist, um, see why you're bothered by um, these things that are your fantasies for you and uh, and that you don't act on them, at least come to uh, a uh, uh, to at least come to a place where you are not you're not shameful of yourself. So we want you to be body positive and sex positive. We want you to be positive about uh, your fantasies and things like that. And so you know you don't ever have to act on them, but you know really ultimately uh, you should probably look at a kink related therapist if you are bothered by your fantasies, your sadistic or your masochistic fantasies, and you. Uh, you, you, you are bothered by them and uh, come to a place where you can have some self-love, some self-acceptance, come to a place where you're not uh, feeling shame. And then there's those class two, and those are us, <laughs> those who act on their sadistic sexual urges with consenting partners. That's the big thing, who are willing to uh, willingly suffer pain or humiliation or discomfort, those types of things. And so... Uh, uh, so, anyways, that's uh, thing. So that was talking about sadists mainly. Does apply to masochists as well. And so, uh, at least in the in the realm of ones and twos with consent. And so, for uh, masochists, are people like I said that are um, entering into BDSM with uh, able to translate the receiving of pain into pleasure. And so they find pleasure in somebody giving them pain or suffering, and then they translate that into their own pleasure as well. 
And so um, within the context of BDSM, uh, with a BDSM masochist, you know, ultimately pain is not important. Uh, actually, many of them may have no pain tolerance whatsoever. For them, the excitement comes from possibly the context of this the scene. This, these are a, sorry. This is a context masochist. There's uh there's four different types of masochists. Sorry, oh, well, I kind of butchered that one. There's four different kinds. There's a context masochist, an endorphin masochist an exhibition masochist, and then a sexual masochist. So let's look at these four types. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, uh, for a context masochist, uh, pain is not important. Uh, many of them may not have a tolerance for pain, or very much so. But then the excitement comes from the surrounding, the context of the scene, the S&M toys, or the, the leather, or the latex, or whatever we're wearing. And possibly even the atmosphere, the dungeon, uh, a well-equipped dungeon uh, is really pleasure for them. Uh, and so they may get tired of the same thing and they want to use all, a lot of different kinds of toys, a lot of different kinds of sen sensations. And, uh, you know, you, uh, you, they are really just interested in the context, in the scene. Um, they are, you know, receiving most of their pleasure, even though they're receiving painful pleasure, they're receiving most of their pleasure from the scene itself. And maybe uh, could focus a lot on the buildup uh, to that scene. And, uh, and then also they all need lots of aftercare as well. And so then there's an endorphin masochist. And uh, this type of masochist is into pain in order to get the subspace. <laughs> they want to get into that subspace. And so you can be in subspace even if you're just bottoming as well. We just call it subspace because it's like that la-la feeling of when you kind of slip maybe in and out of reality, or in and out of awareness. It's almost like it's that endorphin, that type of drug that our body uh, gives us. And so um, they, uh, they'll often accept uh, uh, an, a, a substantial amount of pain uh, in, in that kind of play because they want it to drive them over the edge into subspace. And so they definitely, uh, um, you, they may be a heavy bottom, what do you call it? A heavy bottom where you, um, they can take a lot, but make sure that you're using a, somewhat of a diversity as well, that you're not hitting the same area over and over and over again. You may want to uh, um, uh, use uh, different types of impact in different areas. You may want to use things that are, um, that that uh, will drive them into subspace that are not just impact related. You may want to, you know, use some bondage and some clamps or something else like that. And then they will, because of the heavy nature, uh, they'll need a lot of aftercare, and they may need uh, some type. They may need a little bit of first aid type of care. Uh, you, so you want to definitely, if there's any open wounds or anything, you want to clean those up and. Um, they may, you know, like I said, the aftercare may be more involved. And so definitely, uh, you know, look at that. And then uh, there's an exhibitionist masochist. 
and to them uh, to be seen as the most uh, you know like having the most beautiful equipment and the one that takes the most pain with the most beautiful clothing being the center of attention uh this may also be somewhat of a sam a smart ass masochist and so uh somebody who's uh um you know in in the scene to make a scene they may uh um uh, the pain may drive them to be very vocal or very expressive. And to them, they receive a lot of pleasure from that attention. And so you definitely want to uh, um, maybe use some different sensations. Uh, maybe use a slapper, something that's really loud. Uh, something that makes a big crack. Maybe a whip it makes a big crack or a pop. You don't even have to really touch their skin a lot with a whip. You just give it that loud crack. And um, it may be, you know, you may want to wear things that are more flashy, uh, masks and gloves and different types of things like that with an exhibitionist masochist. And so um, you'll want to uh, definitely give them, uh, you know, attention in the scene, but you also want to give them a good amount of attention and positive affirmation and things in uh, in your aftercare and tell them, wow, everyone was really um, noticing you, they were really seeing you, and really kind of, you know, uh, give them that attention that they're craving. And so then there is a sexual masochist. And um, these are the people that are good at uh, receiving pain, uh, some somewhat sexual pain, but they receive pain and they translate it into um, into like a sexual pleasure as well. And so, um, uh, let's see, they uh, you know this can include things like fisting and insertions or consensual non-consent. Uh, for men, it can mean also like fisting or. Uh, or big plugs and different kinds of things like that. Um, uh, sometimes it can be like uh, orgasm control could be there or um, like a forced orgasm thing could be in with that as well. And so um, definitely use different types of sensations. Um, if you're doing big insertions and things, you definitely want to um, have some prep with that. Definitely want to... Uh, um, have like towels and things handy so that you can um, keep everything clean and that you can uh, you know just have a really good comfortable scene uh, definitely want to keep an eye or an ear out for safe words with uh, sexual masochists um, and also also you always want to make sure that you know because you want to make sure that consent is continuous and so they may consent to something initially, but you want to always also check in and make sure that you still have consent throughout entire scenes. And so really for everybody, that's, uh, that's a thing, but especially with sexual masochists. And so we looked at four different, uh, briefly four different kinds of, uh, of sadists. Uh, well, we looked at like sensory and sensual and then we looked at tops, but then we also looked at uh, a couple different kinds of uh, the four classifications. And remember that uh, we're only concerned with the nonviolent and the consensual ones. Uh, so, and 
you know, uh, we really want you to be potty positive and sex positive. And uh, so we're really interested in you uh, receiving and giving pleasurable pain. That's really pleasure is really what it's all about. And so the SM, what I like to say, the SM and BDSM, it's all about pleasure. And so it's about both giving, uh, receipt, or well, it's about having the pleasure in giving, having the pleasure in someone giving, having the pleasure in receiving, and having the pleasure in someone receiving. And so really the pleasure is in both, uh, is really both, uh, you know, in the giving and in seeing you, the person receive. And also it's in seeing the person give and then receiving and having the pleasure too. And so that's really important. Uh, with That's what makes the S&M in BDSM uh, really, like I said, magical. It really makes it uh, a very positive thing because it's really about giving somebody uh, pleasure. And so uh, uh, it's really somewhat um, add, can add a lot of spice uh, to a relationship, even just really mild uh, sensory discomforts and pains and things can just really add a lot of spice. And so don't totally discount if you have a low pain threshold or you are not really into giving very intense pain, don't totally discount the SNM part of BDSM because there's very mild things that you can participate in, uh, mild discomforts and things that can be, you know, kind of pleasurable. Um, I, even in like the vanilla context, there is a certain amount of like a rough sex or something like that, uh, like a mild, uh, a mild choke or, you know, mild, uh, just, you know, uh, pulling of the hair or something like that. Um, there's in the more vanilla context, there's even aspects of S and M. And so it's not just within BDSM, but so don't totally discount it is what I'm saying. Uh, be, you know, at least mildly open to it, uh, but definitely allow your partners or potential partners to know what you think your tolerance of pain is and what you are, what your limits are and what your comfortability is with, uh, with the SNM in BDSM. So that was a really good video. Like I said, you can find me. Uh, I help admin at whips, chains, and duct tape. That's WCDT BDSM on Facebook. And then I am the primal piggy at the primal piggy on Facebook as well. This has been a really great one. Uh, uh, just look forward to doing more foundational uh, BDSM videos. They're always mature, but they're, like I said, never graphic. And so uh, this has been a good one. Uh, thank you for uh, participating with me today.